So what you do is you start working from maybe the first year in Sweden. You learn some basic Swedish language, of course. And uh, after that, if you have the, the right skill set, uh, you can start working directly. So, so yeah, that, that's one of the problems that we have a solution for. Hey, my name is Innocent Mugenga, and you're listening to the Learnability Podcast. An exploration of how society interacts with technology and you. In these COVID-19 quarantine days, we have launched a concept called A Pod A Day, where we aim to release a pod a day, a podcast a day. And that's work days, so that's five podcasts a week. We'll be talking to different people, reflecting on certain questions or concepts and trying to stay in touch with you. So for that, we would like to get more of your questions in to the podcast. Visit learnability.online and you'll simply find where you can contribute with your questions or thoughts. Please do. Now, on to the episode. Welcome, Jimmy. Welcome to the other side of the Learnability Podcast. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Good to have you here. Thank you. You'll have to come a little bit closer to the mic. Yes. We're doing this live today. I tried to um, look into the recommendations on social distancing. Mm -hmm. I realized I didn't know exactly what it meant. I've taken it as stay at home and I've done that. But as I got it, us meeting like this, And not moving around and being in large uh, gatherings mm -hmm. is all right. Yeah. What have you been up to these two uh, weeks of quarantine? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would say because my situation is a little bit, I mean, it's not exactly as, I don't know, the regular man, I would say. Like you go nine to five and then Monday to Friday. I mean, some days I'll be at the coffee place just working from there. Quarantine or not quarantine. Like I'm, I'm still going from places to places every day. First off, I have my startup, uh, my own brand, my fashion brand. Uh, it's a unisex brand uh, based out of Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, so it's very personal, I would say. It's a story coming from myself, uh, growing up in Sweden uh, with my heritage from Ethiopia, mixing that up, uh, taking the minimalistic form of Sweden, uh, mixing it up with uh, traditional culture, I would say, from Ethiopia. So I would say that everything changed when I went to Ethiopia the first time, which was 2016. Yeah, 2016, when I just fell in love with the, I would say like the art expression that we have in the country. Just, I don't know, I didn't have like a relationship with, with Ethiopia before. So me going back and forth from 2016 and just seeing different things, just learning more about my home country. What year was it you did the um, Addis Ababa Fashion Week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was 2018. Um, so that was like my first first thing that I did for the brand. So going from a thought that you have uh, into something physical that you do was something that I had to do. And especially in Ethiopia, because... I have some experience from the Swedish fashion scene, but I have no idea or I had no idea of what was going on in, in Ethiopia or East Africa. But I was super curious after my first trip there, 2016. So what I did was I searched uh, or I, I just sent in my like my business plan 
for the brand uh, to Addis Ababa Design Week, who is the biggest platform in East Africa for design. It's not only fashion, it's, uh, it's tech and it's like every art concept that you could see, like photography, painting, uh, and fashion as well then. So yeah, I was super nervous just to go down there and to get feedback from the locals and just see what type of, yeah, what type of feedback I would get from, from the, from the people down there and the, the, the design scene, especially. From uh, what I saw, you were very well received <laughs> and I know you're planning to get back there sometime mm-hmm. in the future Yep. and also looking at other similar scenes mm-hmm. around the African continent. Yes, most definitely. Uh, it's a lot of things that's going on in Africa right now for the moment. And I think that, I mean, if you are a little bit interested or you have a heritage that's from there, you, you, you will not miss it. Like if you go on social media, you see all the different networks, platforms who, who like started, I don't know, like five or maximum 10 years ago are really blooming right now. And you see manufacturing uh, growing as well, production from H and M and you have Tommy Hilfinger, you have more high-end brands as well. They built something called Awasa Industrial Park, like one hour from Addis Ababa, the capital, where they built a big, big, big manufacturing um, for clothing uh, down there. So it's a lot of different things booming, I would say, right now in, in especially East Africa. Sounds like a lot of opportunities. And uh, I've been speaking about that in regards to podcasting Mm -hmm. first and foremost, but in large, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly tech. There's a lot of opportunities. We had uh, Noel Daniel on the podcast, your Ethiopian brother. Shout out. We had uh, (laughs) Bethlehem Desi, Benet Sek, Kevin Bereket, and we've been speaking a lot about the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it's something I'm aiming to go in Mm -hmm. to more about. Might be a separate podcast concept. It's a topic that's (laughs) close to heart. Yeah. So you've been working a lot with Yumi Tamaskin. I mm-hmm. guess you're in design and production of yep. a coming collection. Mm-hmm. It's looking really good, by the way. It Thank was you. a great <laughs> signing on with uh, Cordelia. Yes, yes. And it's amazing. Be- besides <laughs> that, I know you're working with other friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Angelo da yes. Silviera uh, yes. at Diamond. Yes. Yes. Tell us what's going on over there. It's a lot of things going on right now. For, just to explain a little bit about Diamond, what is, what, what is that as a brand? Uh, Diamond is a Swedish-based uh, fashion brand. It's a unisex brand that strives to be the perfect balance between sartorial and streetwear. Our goal, I would say, is to create timeless styles that fits in every room. Uh, the inspiration to everything and the creative part is rooted in the contrast between the different worlds, cultures, and elements, I would say. And it's a lot of focus on the new generation creating platforms for, for them that we didn't have when we were kids. So we do a lot of different, I would say like activations for the youth. And we have a slogan that says, save the youth that you will see on the t-shirts and a lot of different products as well. So it's more than a fashion brand. The, the, as a fashion brand, the clothing looks really good. It's stuff that I could use, like mm-hmm. you said, daily in different occasions. Mm-hmm. But besides that, there's an ambition of building a platform. It sounds like similar to learnability where yeah, you want to definitely uh, offer opportunities for mm-hmm. people, but more focus on the creative side, yep. offer opportunities for people to try out their creativity, mm-hmm. leverage that, create something, start a career. Mm-hmm. 
most definitely like in every every chance that we get we we try to implement exactly exactly that uh, so we have like different challenges uh, on our platforms where you can design something and uh, showcase it at our platform you can showcase it at our retailers who are the biggest retailers in Sweden and that's a big deal for like a young kid who 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 haven't even like studied or or done anything more than watching the YouTube clips and all the tutorials that we have there and just learn by doing and then have the chance to showcase something at something as I don't know big as let's say a place for example who are one of the the coolest retail stores that we have in the in, in Sweden. So yeah, you will see a lot of different things during 2020, I would say, uh, and more interesting challenges and, and, and activations. Really exciting. I'm, I'm following uh, the journey actively. <laughs> so you're talking about doing more than just the clothing. I know mm-hmm. you got something big and really exciting that you've been working on for the longest. Yeah. Um, what was the name? Is it Fugitech? Yeah, yes, exactly. Fugitech. Yes, and indeed. Uh, please tell us more about the project going on in yeah. Luxor. This is one of the main things that I'm, I don't know, like my why, I would say, uh, with, with Diamond. Uh, just to come clear, I'm, I'm not the founder of the brand. It's Angelo, as Innocent mentioned in the beginning. And uh, I'm the sales agent for the brand. So I, I do like the sales, especially wholesale them. It would be, uh, it would be super wrong for me to take credit for this project that I'm starting to talk about right now. So I just wanted to, to, to clear that off. Angelo is, is, is the brain behind this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a clothing factory in Sweden. All of them left Sweden, I would say during the seventies when the military started producing clothes in Sweden. Before that we had Borås, who still is the big textile city in Sweden. They have a really good school down there and they have some, some small factories as well, but it, it, it's focused on totally different things than, than, than we are focusing on. Um, so we have three big challenges in Sweden. It's, of course, the environment, which is a problem for, for the whole world. So sustainability, uh, the negative impact on the environment that the fashion scene have. So if we can start producing here in Sweden locally, and then you have the, uh, the immigration, and when, if you take a look at what happened in 2015, uh, it was a lot of people from the Middle East coming to Sweden. The employment for foreign-born people, uh, it says that it takes eight to ten years for, immigrant, for, for an immigrant to come into the Swedish system, start to work, pay taxes. And of course, the thing that takes most time for somebody to come from another country to Sweden is the language. We have a solution where you can start working and reduce those eight to 10 years with 80 to 90%. And a lot of people had some sort of competence from the, from the fashion scene. A lot of people could sue. So what you do is you start working from maybe the first year in Sweden, you learn some basic Swedish language, of course. And uh, after that, if you have the, the right skill set, uh, you can start working directly. So, so yeah, that, that's one of the problems that we have a solution for. And of course, factories demand on minimum quantity. Uh, if you are a new brand, you can 110% uh, relate to this problem. Uh, what happens when you start a new brand is the factories around the world, they always want a minimum quantity in between, I would say 50 pieces or 150 pieces per style. It's not, it's not worth 
bit for them to have an order that that's like 20 pieces or something like that. And it's too much of a risk for new brands. They don't want to, they don't want to order if they do a collection of 10 pieces and they have to do at least hundred pieces of that. That's too much of a risk. Maybe don't have the, the finance for it or, or anything. It's just too much of a risk in the beginning. So if you would say producing your clothes at our factory in Sweden, um, we have 10 pieces as minimum and we have a lead time on two to three weeks in Scandinavia. So it's a lot of problems that goes away uh, with the long lead times and of course the minimum quantity. This is really a, a fantastic project. And just to summarize, as I've understood it, this was a previously a factory used for something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelo was approached with Diamond and asked if they could set up this as a new factory to do clothing with the intention of employing a newly arrived with mm-hmm. the skill sets. So creating job opportunities. Yep. And on the sustainable part, the objective is creating local production mm-hmm. in a low scale, mm-hmm. which makes it easier for local brands to produce locally. And we bring the production. We don't ship fabrics. We don't ship clothing. We don't send it back to another country if it's mm-hmm. not sold. All the shipping back and forth. And mm-hmm. also we get control of the actual manufacturing process. Yes. So as I've understood from conversations with Angelo, There'll be intentions of looking at different fashion tech solutions mm-hmm. where you can repurpose fabric, you can produce it in different sustainable ways. Exactly. And as I understand it, in order to uh, make this possible, there's a collaboration with the government. Yes, exactly. Which will uh, then stand for parts of the salaries, rights. Yes, exactly. Which it makes a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. because um, I've read that um, while you're not in work, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're newly arrived or whatever. When you're not in work, obviously it's a societal cost. Yes. So you're still being paid for it. Mm-hmm. So if they can instead pay, let's say, whatever percent of your salary, you could be put into work and in the long term be con- contributing. Yes. Even if initially it looks like a cost. Yes. It's more of an investment. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, this is something the government have to be on board on um, because they don't have solutions for these kind of problems right now for the moment. And of course, I understand it because nobody have, but I think it's a unique situation. It like is. We're not it is. Uh, prepared for it. Yes. Similar exactly. to Corona. Like yes. we're not prepared for it. We need to find the solutions. Yes, exactly. And they're most likely uh, new. Yep. Most likely. Or I don't know if it's most likely, but there's a probability that mm-hmm. it's quite an entrepreneurial solution. Yes. It might come from an entrepreneur. Yep. And this is one of those cases. Yes, exactly. And one thing more is uh, this factory is located in a small city uh, in Sweden. And a classic thing when, 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 when you arrive uh, in Sweden, you always come to like a smaller city at an asylbund. I don't know what it's called in... in it's not a living. Yeah, thank you. Let's say that you move to uh, to smaller city. Let's say three, four hours from Stockholm, example. Uh, the first thing you do after you've been to the at temporarily staying, you want to move to a big city, right? It's job opportunities. It's people looking like you. Maybe even talk the same language as your mother language. Uh, so you don't want to be in the in 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 the small cities. So this is the opportunity for the government to play a part 
uh, on growing the smaller cities that we have across Sweden. We don't have so much big cities in Sweden. We have a lot of a lot of small, smaller cities, smaller communities around Sweden. And this is a way to have people staying in this, those kind of cities. So many times uh, living in an urbanized city, it's because of the opportunities. Mm-hmm. But if you can create opportunities outside of the urban cities, mm-hmm. there might be less of a reason to move into these already crowded yes, cities. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I see it as a win-win for for the government, for for the girls, for the for the families, and of course for the fashion industry. As I said, very exciting project, and uh, to follow that, you can follow Diamond. Diamond.com mm-hmm. is the web, and it's really fun having you on the podcast. <laughs> you've been—I uh, I gave you a shout out in one of the early episodes. Yeah. You've been really <laughs> active with giving feedback and uh, listening into the different episodes. A really curious guy. So it's uh, fun having you on the other side, even though it's uh, during these circumstances, mm-hmm. these uh, COVID-19 quarantine circumstances. I want to ask you, being a guest on the podcast, mm-hmm. what are you eager to learn within the near future? Oof, the holy question. Um, I'm very, 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 very eager to learn my mother language, Amarinya. Yes, yes, yes. I've been struggling with this for a while. The discipline part is definitely a big part in that. Uh, I just need to work more. I just need to read more. And you always meet people like older people or older Ethiopian people who are always like, when you go there, you will learn. Like you, it's, it's enough. One month to be there is enough. You, you will definitely learn. But I've been there and people speak good English, solid English. So it's hard. It's super hard. But yeah, that, that's that's one of the things that I'm super eager to learn. I, I totally get that. I have a similar goal with uh, learning Kinuranda. Mm-hmm. I would say a month is really ambitious. I don't think you learn Of course, yeah, but of course. It's <laughs> My goal is uh, <laughs> being down there for, let's say, a half a half a year. Yeah. And what I'll do to make sure that I actually learn it, I'm thinking of like enrolling in a class or a course mm-hmm. okay. of learning it mm-hmm. while staying there mm-hmm. and like while forcing myself in different ways. I might set up a, a, a podcast in that language. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I know you're right, you would do that. <laughs> podcast. But it's a good challenge. Yeah. So um, I think it helps a lot being in the environment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Have you, have you planned any longer trip? I know you go a month at a time. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'm I'm always always looking for like the the, the six months stay there, but it, it's hard uh, to to combine work here and and staying in Ethiopia for a long time. But uh, so no on, on on that question, I would say no. I guess you would have to open up a factory down yep. there, maybe. Yep. Yeah, taking Laxo to yes, Addis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the model is there, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy. But yeah, it's a lot of things that I want to do in Ethiopia and, and being based there is one thing. At least uh, six months of the year would be amazing because what what I did from my first collection is I, I shot the lookbook in, in Addis Ababa uh, and that's something I want to do consistently. Like every season, it's at least one lookbook that's from from from, from Ethiopia and then one from Scandinavia as well. So yeah. So a lot of things you can do down there. And where can we follow you to uh, follow this journey? Uh, the best, best 
thing is Instagram, I would say. My name is Jimmy Temeskin. So yeah, I hope Innocent will write it in the in the episode. <laughs> I don't want to spell it here. <laughs> I'll make sure to add it. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Is there any like final shout out we want to do or just hope people will I don't know stay healthy and stay consistent on being home working from home and being better than than I am I mean I'm here at Innocent's place so (laughs) (laughs) and and spread a lot of love and um, yeah stay safe and stay curious yes thank you thank you you've been listening to the learnability podcast and we hope you're safe wherever you are in the world As mentioned, please get in touch with any questions or thoughts. You can actually send me an email directly at innocent at learnability.online or visit learnability.online and you'll find the details there. Until next time, stay curious.